Hello, hello. This is your host for the Being Animal podcast, Rachel Leibovich. And today we're going to get into the question of justice and ethics. While I was in Costa Rica, which was this beautiful experience working with so many incredible women around liberation and specifically we were doing a lot of work on liberation from our bodies um and the contortions that live within our bodies somatically um and while doing this work lots of questions around justice were alive for me for multiple reasons um one of which being the nature of going to Costa Rica is something that, you know, I don't take lightly, um, specifically given the United States' role in the colonization of Central and South America and the United States' role in the continued subjugation of central and south american countries um and you know the privilege that i bring into those spaces as someone who has citizenship in the united states and you know is white and comparatively wealthy to the average costa rican citizen the other thing is the retreat space Retreat spaces often have an extremely high paywall and take place in a closed-off space, a set-aside space, um, specifically for retreat goers to kind of shield them from the daily realities of the folks who are living in the country. Um, Often there's very little acknowledgement of the land, often there's very little acknowledgement of the people who have been residing in this country, the stewards of this country, since long, long, long before colonization and the United States even existed. This was not my first time traveling to Central or South America. I've had the privilege to be in lands of um, the Quechua people in Peru and in Ecuador. Um, But this did feel different in that I was going to Costa Rica specifically for retreat, whereas the other two places I was going, um, you know, to basically do anthropological research, um, which by nature was extremely intentional because of the history of anthropology as being a tenant of colonization. Um, and I was going with specifically anti-colonial projects within anthropology. So it was something that we dedicated lots of time and resources to, um, to ensure that we were doing the best that we could. And that was kind of the main question is, are we doing the best that we can? And the answer is we have no idea. We have no idea. Um, Which is what makes justice work the ever-going process and the ever-going question. Um, We don't know if we're 
acting justly. But to return to the question of Costa Rica and justice, um, I, when I was in Costa Rica, it was clear to me that this healing space was so incredibly impactful for every single retreat goer there. Um, a lot of the folks on the retreat were single moms and people of diverse socioeconomic backgrounds, um, but we were all white passing. You know, we were all white passing. None of us were indigenous or native to Costa Rica. Um, you know, I think the, the minority of us even spoke Spanish. Um, so it, it did have, you know, a different vibe. But I can't understate the immensity of the healing that was able to take place on this land and the intentionality of the people who created the retreat and the people who were on the retreat to show their gratitude to this land and to the people who had come before. And, you know, I have a lot of specifics about, like, if I were to host a retreat how I would do it and, you know, the nitty gritty details that I'm actually not going to get into in this space. The larger conversation that I'm going to bring us to is the feeling that I had when I came back of being apologetic for having gone. And this has to do a little bit with the justice piece, a little bit with people pleasing in general. Um, but a lot of it has to do with cancel culture and the way that we format um, purity in justice spaces. So, you know, coming back to the United States, I just had this extremely transformative spiritual experience. And I was really feeling overwhelmed with how to describe it. You know, like, how do I, how do I describe everything that I've done and who I am now that I've had this experience. Like, I feel different. What's my marker for it? Um, and I immediately knew that there were some people who were not going to be able to resonate with this experience. Just like right off the bat. I knew um, there were certain things that I would keep to myself, certain things that I would share in my podcast, certain things I would share with family and friends. Um, you know, just like different things that people would be able to resonate with. But when it came to discussing with people um, my experience in my justice community, I was really afraid that if I told them that I had been to Costa Rica in the first place, been on retreat, um, been hired to help out and facilitate this type of healing in a foreign country, um, you know, how would they think of me? You know, would they think that I was still dedicated to this mission of justice, which I find myself to be incredibly in the middle of the muddle with you all in? Um, would they think that I'd acted unjustly? Could I do more? Had I done enough to acknowledge um, the land that I was on, the people that I was with, the communities and knowledge that I gained and where it came from? You know, like... 
And when I described it, I kept trying to say like, and I know it's not perfect. I know it's not great. You know, like there was always something coming up for me of being apologetic for not doing this experience, quote unquote, right. And I'm sure that people in my justice community may have done it a different way. But I think the reason for that is that when we say the justice community, it's painted as monolith, right? Like, there is this idea that within justice spaces, there's agreement, right? Like, we can take the movement to end anti-Semitism, which obviously I'm very intensely aligned in. Um, But we can take that movement as something that's is seen as a monolith, right? Like everybody stands against anti-Semitism and there's one way to do that. Um, which is, you know, to not be anti-Semitic and there's books and papers and articles and podcasts and different trainings that you can do to learn how to not be anti-Semitic. But the truth is each of those papers, each of those podcast hosts, they're all different authors And they all have different perspectives and lived experiences that are going to tell you different things about anti-Semitism. Like a lot of nonprofits like the Anti-Defamation League are going to tell you that if you're anti-Zionist, you're automatically anti-Semitic. Whereas obviously that is not my standpoint. I am a staunchly anti-Zionist Jewish person. And I believe that Zionism is not in alignment with any part of Jewish spirituality or Judaism in general, truthfully. I believe it's weaponized by places like the United States who want to colonize the Middle East through the quote-unquote state of Israel, right? That's my opinion, and I think that's the truth. So, of course, anti-Semitism does not include anti-Zionism. And that's a difference for a lot of people who are in the anti-Zionist, anti-Semitist movement space, right? Like those, those things often come into combat within this larger umbrella of justice for Jewish people. And that's true of literally every single justice movement. I feel like A lot of us are so afraid of being transgressors of injustice for good reason. We do not want to show up to community spaces and do harm, literally ever. And a lot of us also are really struggling to acknowledge our role in the perpetuation of injustice, just like by being who we are. Um, By being on Ho-Chunk land, where Esperanza's Acres is located, were transgressors and reminders of colonial legacy. And, um, you know, our land, we know, is a stop on the Underground Railroad, um, which has extreme historical significance and lends a larger picture to, you know, our spot in the perpetuation of slavery, the perpetuation of slavery today right? As people who are white passing, owning this house and this land. And, you know, it's 
completely possible that at some point the farmland that we're on was tended to by enslaved individuals. We don't know. The records are not there for also issues relating to the perpetuation of slavery and the institution of slavery. We are in a constant struggle to do justice. The best that we can do is to struggle and struggle well and listen and educate. But there is not an overwhelmingly one way to achieve this. And nobody can succeed in a purity standard. And I honestly think that that's the point. It would be much too easy to say we've solved this issue, right? Like we know what we can do to solve continued colonization. Because the truth of it is, colonization is so harmful that there is no way to truly solve it, right? The the continued legacy of colonization and the original impacts of its violence are so massive that there cannot possibly be one fix. There cannot possibly be one way to solve it because nothing can erase that impact, like that harm. It's so overwhelmingly horrible. And when we go into justice spaces and we say, there's one way to do this, or you're bad if you do this, you're correct if you do this, you know, like that kind of erases the voices of opinions that are saying, you know, like, actually, we want you to come to this land because we know this land is healing and we want you to learn our sacred ways from us because we know that there's healing in these ceremonies in these ways there are also groups that say i'm never going to share this sacred knowledge and like how dare you you know come into these spaces both of them are true both of them are true and you can't say oh well if you're asking me not to come I'm just going to do it anyway because so and so said I could and you also can't say well I'm not going to participate in your healing that you're offering me because so and so said I shouldn't the best that we can do is listen with intensity to who we are talking to and the message that they are saying and come back to our intuition and trust the knowledge that we have and the knowledge that we will have in the future and operate in this struggle the best that we can. It's not supposed to be easy. You're supposed to sweat a little. You're supposed to go back and forth and ponder if you're doing things correctly and if you're doing things in a way that truly upholds the liberation and honors the knowledge of the people that you're working with. 
But the larger questions are really for you. And if you're feeling the contortions of the justice space, as a monolith, know that it's impossible for you to meet the purity standard of existing in a society that has continued proliferations of colonization and slavery and anti-Semitism. Like, nothing can be without that touch. So your job is to try to occupy the space in between of knowing that it's impossible to truly achieve a state in which we are returned to the time before this injustice happened. And that we will always continually struggle with justice in the time of after. And so how to do that with your ethics in place is about your struggle with gaining knowledge, with knowing enough, with seeing the connections that you've made with these communities and how you are able to support them either financially or sharing their missions on social media or, you know, answering their calls and their asks. It's a much more dedicated thing than just saying, I'm going to cancel you online for doing this. Or I'm going to give you a blue check mark because you're always posting on Instagram about this. There can be lots of showmanship in the cancel culture that says, we hate this. We're going to just block out everything that's even closely related to this um, in order to show how vehemently we stand against injustice. And I think that there's a place for that, truthfully. There are some things that need to be elevated with the intensity of the justice movement as something that we must rally against together. But I also think that there's a space in which that is not in higher service for our overall mission of sitting in the stuck and trying to navigate what is right and what is not. I also want to say, I have no idea what the answer for this is. And I think that's the point, right? Like, there is no answer. So if you're listening to this and you're saying like, well, I know exactly what this is and she did this wrong, that sounds like a trigger to me. And I'd really invite you to think back like, where is this coming from? Is this true for you? And is that really good information on the research that you've done and the research that you need to continue to do? or the research that I need to continue to do in order to be in closer alignment with what I hope is our continued mission, which is struggling to find pathways to justice, which will lead us to peace. So, as always, feel free to leave us your thoughts on this podcast episode. How did this leave you? What are your thoughts? 
what do you want us to hear us struggle with more and question more in this podcast space? You can support us on Patreon for $10 a month for Esperanza's Acres, the Being Animal podcast to go a little bit deeper and guide us a little bit more in what you want to hear and what you are excited about from our past episodes. We're always available through the www.esperanzasacres.org website and sending us an email through there. Just contact us. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your opinions. Um, And as always, our offerings are listed, updated on the regular through our blog, through our website, through our social media on Instagram and Facebook. We've also got some shiny new features like our monthly newsletter, which will go out with the full moon every month, and additional social media apps like Twitter and Tumblr. So feel free to drop us a line, give us a follow, be in contact, constant communication with us as we struggle with justice and how we do it and how we do it well, how we do it swiftly, how we do it in ways that uphold our community at large. Thank you so much for listening. We, we're just always thrilled to be in this muddle with you, to be questioning in community, and to be accountable to the larger issues at hand here of land, of sovereignty, of justice. Thank you for journeying with us and have a great rest of your day.